I'm Tony Craig. I play Jack Huey on Do South. I am Catherine Bruyer. Hey, everyone. This is Ramona Milano, otherwise known as Francesca Vecchio. This is Paul Haggis, and you're listening to Do South by Southeast. I wish this podcast would carry me away but while talking to Squeak and Michelle get a word in edgeways Rick over a bottle of rum on a dock of Southampton Bay To South That is what we're talking about To South Saddle up my microphone Get deep in Baker To South By South Welcome to Juice I am Detective Squee, and with me, as always, is Mountie Michelle. Yeah, that'll be you. I, I mean, yeah. I, to point out. I had to point. I didn't know where you were going to point because sometimes you don't always point at me first. And joining us also is Stefan. And somewhere in the ether, we have Armani John, which will be joining us in a bit. Unfortunately. Uh, Nicholas, Villianaid as she is, and uh, Dottie Baker are off an assignment, so they can't be here right now. But we're going to offer you, even belatedly, a festive episode of this podcast. And hey, here he is, speaking the man himself. And I'm not talking about Nicola. It's our money, John. Hey, John. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm, oh, nobody told me about the Santa hat. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I had to react quickly myself. So, <laughs> Nicola, sorry, Michelle basically had one on, so the rest of us very quickly had to find one. Find one. We'll give you a minute. I, I don't have one, I'm afraid. So, uh, I mean, you've let the site down. I don't want to say. Anything. I don't want to bring it down this early, but you already have. I'll leave now. Right. No, no, no. Say, 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 say. We still need material. <laughs> so this is the podcast, of course, which gives Juice South his Jews one episode at a time. Now, of course, this being the festive edition, we do something special. We don't just give Juice South his Jews by watching an episode. Although the fun's out, I was going to say the rum's out, but I'm drinking something different. But we'll get onto that in a key what? format point. Look, we'll get there. We'll get there, Michelle. Okay. All right, Jews. Okay. Look, do you want to get straight into it? Is that what you want to do? I don't mind. I'm quite happy to. Let's do I'm it. I don't think what we're getting up to tonight, but like, you know, if you want to go straight to the runs. Okay, we're going to be doing something very special. But Nick, but Michelle apparently can't wait for this. <laughs> if you heard that, it's basically what rum are we drinking? Michelle, <laughs> what rum are you drinking? Well, I might be the only one that's actually drinking any tonight. I'm drinking some. I'll show you. And you might recognize this one. Let me get it right. Uh, mango and pineapple tiki Captain Morgan's. Well, that's pretty fancy. Oh, nice. <laughs> we have enjoyed that in the short Gosling household ourselves as well. Uh, it's a very lovely drop. And I believe you got that as a, a wonderful present by one of your very generous Yeah, um, can't remember who though, but thank you, <laughs> whoever you were. 
Nice. Uh, I've got something a bit different this week, just because, again, it's Christmas and I got some presents. So I'm on the uh, Apple Jack Daniels tonight. Oh, Apple. And I'm having this very interestingly. I mean, the bowl's kind of empty, but it's like with some blueberry juice. So it's a bit of a weird mix, but it's rather nice. Wow. John, like, I know it's probably like 8 o'clock or 7 o'clock in the morning, but are you drinking anything, coffee or anything? It is uh, 7 11, and I'm having uh, Tim Hortons hey. in a juice, juice South crew mug. Hey, so. I like the mug. And Very no nice one mug. has to know that he's drinking rum in that. It's fine. Stefan, what are you drinking at whatever time it is there? I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually not drinking anything. I just, uh, I, I just had, uh, I just had lunch not too long ago, actually. So, um, I, first of all, John doesn't wear his hat. Now you haven't got to drink. Like, more well, what points you, you, you know, you should, you should have told us about all these details. You know, <laughs> I can't. The, the rum has been since episode one of this, like five years ago. You had enough time to prepare that. I have to say, I have to say, I'm, I'm, I was very impressed by the introduction. It was very festive, festive-looking uh, intro to the show. You know, yeah, you put a, you put a lot of work into this. I, I mean, I'd love to say that was done for festive, but I, I knocked that like uh, opening together previously. It just happens to look like. So, guys, uh, we're gathered for a rather special episode, as I say. We haven't got our usual watching an episode of Juice South and talking about it, which, I, again, I would also apologize to the viewers that uh, I'm really sorry. It's been a little while since we've had an episode. To be honest with you, with this cluster F, we will say, because, you know, there might be families watching, with this cluster of a year that we've had, it's not been that easy to kind of gather together to get time when Michelle, as I always like to point out, is an NHS nurse. We kind of thank you for your service, as always. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but with that comes some crazy hours, and so mm -hmm. we haven't been able to meet as often as we might for some juice outing. So we're very pleased to be back here. Um, John, you may have missed that uh, Nicola is unable to join us. Uh, she's on the sign right now. She's actually got a bit of a headache, so she's just missing oh. this one out. And uh, Dottie's at her mummy's, so she can't be here, and Benny's watching TV. So, you know, what can you do? Youth of today. <laughs> <laughs> well, we thought we'd gather, and... Um, like, I'm not saying this came to me last minute and I just wanted something that we could do easily, but we decided to do a little bit of a spin of what we've done on previous Christmases. So usually we do some form of like, uh, what would you do for a reboot of Due South? How would you position Due South in a different era I think we've done and crossovers with different shows? This year, instead of like different shows and different times coming to Due South, Due South is coming to the other shows. We decided to do ideas of how we would take over other shows with the cast of Drew South. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And Michelle will save it, but Michelle's got a rather special mission. And, and we'll get onto that. I think we'll save you for last. And uh, if you're watching right now, please do comment. Let us know what you think of our different pitches for the Drew South cast taking over other TV shows. Let us know what you think of Michelle's very special pitch, which she'll do near the end of the show. And then you'll have to vote as the viewers on which is your favorite. Does that work for everyone? <laughs> yeah. I think I think there's a, a lot of possibilities here. Okay. <laughs> now I haven't prepared. Oh, oh, actually, sorry. There's one more thing. One more thing, of course, we have to do before we come up with our our show pitches. And that is a very special. Like we do mini Mountie Club every week on this show, or every whenever we get around to doing the show recently. But we do a special one at Christmas, so we'll, we'll play the music in first of all. 
with my very fancy technology of holding up my iPad to my lapel microphone. Good but we'll that. Michelle, what do we do at Christmas, which is special from our usual mini mountain card though? Oh, we've got a golden circle for every oh. Christmas. <laughs> we'll add someone into our circles. We've already got 10 in there. I think it's quite impressive. Would you like to, as a Christmas tradition, which I can't remember if we've done before, but we'll say it is a Christmas tradition anyway, of reading out the previous inductees to the golden circle. Okay. So, I mean, number one on our list is Paul Gross. And we've got nice. Canadian, yeah. <laughs> come on, do, do, no, do ring out, other guys, come on, salute. Like, this is this is an esteemed <laughs> moment. Come on, Stefan, just hold up. Is this going to be a tradition now? <laughs> <laughs> um, then for number two, we've got Canadian Santa. <laughs> Looks like three Benny Hills here. <laughs> <laughs> number three, we've got American Santa. We've got Lincoln is number four. Number five, yeah. Not the president. No, not, not the president. Um, Gordon Pinsent for number five. Number six is David Maraschino. Number seven, Tony Craig. Number eight, Catherine Bruyer. Number nine, James Duham. Ten, Murphy. That was um, Nicola's dog. My Nicola passed away, yeah. Now, I don't remember why we had a famous Canadian actor... Uh, James Doohan on there. We probably start speaking about him. Just chucked him on for good measure. <laughs> Scotty in Star Trek. So for some reason we added him. <laughs> um, that, that may have involved some rum. I don't know, but I'm a big fan of that. Actor. I can't remember why. <laughs> but this year we have three inductees, guys. We're we, we're going to do like a, a triple. Three. Three. Wow. And we would like to kick it off with. I believe she was a guest this year, if not late last year. Of course, uh, she was the sister to Ray, her, to, to Ray himself. Romana Milano, welcome to the Golden Circle of Mini Mountie Club. She was in the regular club. She's now in the Golden Circle team. She belongs in the Golden Circle. <laughs> so now we've showered her with gold. No, not like that. Oh, come on. Stop lowering the tone, Michelle. Now we've, we've uh, welcomed her to the Golden Circle. I think we've got two other very special inductees. Uh, Michelle, would you like to take the honors on this one? Oh, you did message them to me, didn't you? <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm it's always... a well-oiled machine. I just, I mean, look what I'm working with here. Anyway, okay, right, I'll do the honors. Sorry, I got them while okay. I was cooking, and I briefly looked at them, and I was like, oh, okay. You might recognize them from this bloody call. Anyway, from their good works from the Jew South events, bringing all these Jewsers together throughout the year as well as at Christmas. Please welcome to the Golden Circle, Amani John and Captain or Colonel or whatever rank you are, Stefan. Us? <laughs> we get to be in the Golden Circle? Yeah, we're not even in it. This way. Oh, we didn't get in it. We are not worthy of that honor. I think we're I think we're Well, we've never done this before. We've never had the inductees here live. So if you want to say a few words, guys. Do we have to up with a speech, John? Do you have something? Um what would Buck Frobish say? On this day. This I can't remember the twenty-eighth of December. That's the one. <laughs> the twenty-eighth of December speech that will be remembered for a long time. <laughs> nice. I think I think, I'm, welcome, I think I'm gonna cry a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a very emotional moment. It, it, it is. It is. 
I've never, I've, I have to say, and, and John, it's probably the same for you. I don't, I don't think, I don't think we've ever been introduced to Golden Circle before. No, 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 no. not that we know of. No, not that we know. Of. <laughs> <laughs> you got some good company in there. Actually, now I think about it, we're sharing you with gold whilst we we're atop of you, but that sounds <laughs> most. <important. laughs> uh, oh, it's, it's quite it didn't take long, did it? <laughs> didn't take long that, is, that is quite the honor. That is quite the honor. We are uh... Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. And you know what? I'm gonna actually break my own rule just for her good work and not quite on the front lines because she works in colonoscopy. She's very much been taking up the rear in the NHS. Michelle, put yourself in the golden circle. Yes. I don't know who does. Our, Absolutely. Our, our first responders uh, frontline staff this year. Absolutely. Thank you. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, honestly, like I joke about, but uh, I, I, I actually, you know, it's going to a very quick story, but uh, this year I've been working a uh, part of my week working for the NHS doing phone, uh, like helping with the phone calls uh, to track what they're doing with um, with response to actually flu and cold. This was set up a while ago and we're actually moving on to doing uh, COVID calls in the new year. I'm kind of one of the uh, assistant team leaders, but I got an interview the other day for the team leader job and uh, they asked me about budgeting and why it matters. And I said all the kind of usual reasons of obviously we have to be very careful with the NHS budget, but I said it's like the, 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 this is genuine. The thing I always think about, if we waste any time on those phone calls and with the NHS budget, we're wasting the time which and the money which could be going to uh, our frontline workers such as Michelle, the people who actually put their lives at risk every day going into hospitals. That is the very definition of uh, running into the burning building whilst everyone else is running away from it. And that means more to me than you could ever know, Michelle. So thank you very much to you and everyone else in the NHS. Oh, I'll take that for everyone. <laughs> Yeah, you're accepting on bar. Yeah. Uh, we have a few comments, and um, as has so rightly been said by those good folks at RCW139 events, guys, please allow Streamline, StreamYard app uh, so it can display your comments. Basically, you have to give it permissions. Uh, it doesn't do anything else. I've used it reliably for over a year now, and it's never taken any information I've not wanted from me. Uh, if you don't feel like it, that's cool anyway, but uh, you, you do have that option. And then we can see who said hi, such as the mighty Ines Stepat, who said hello. Hello, Ines. Very good to hear from you. Uh, from Facebook users. Sorry, we can't see your name right now, but hello. And uh, from I other Facebook users, or maybe the same one, didn't show up when I clicked the notice about the live video starting, but I'll close down and try again, Tina. Hello, Tina. Very hi, good Tina. to see you. Hey, Tina. One of our I regulars from our quizzes as well. Yeah. I can see. And, and Tina, who was, we've seen a couple of times at the RCW139. Absolutely. And Ma Martin Pugh is watching as well. So, Martin, good to see you, buddy. Hey, Martin. Oh, yes. Thank you very much for your wonderful donation when we did Squeefest. He was very generous. I won't reveal the amount just in case some people don't want that revealed, but he was very generous and was very wonderful. That's all I say there. Um, and if you do want me to say the amount, just, just say, and I will happily just extol <laughs> your virtues because you've been wonderful. But I, I'm guessing too modest. But anyway, look, guys, uh, we are here for a purpose, not just to talk about golden circles and NHS frontliners, workers, although we will do that to the cows come home too. We're here to celebrate the idea of uh, recasting Due South characters into another show. So, Stefan, you look worried like you haven't gone through. 
<laughs> no, I just uh, when you when you when you brought up that idea, I was like, how would that work? And then I'm like, oh my god, there's so many possibilities, right? And you can you can approach it from so many ways, just looking at like the actors themselves, or the characters, or the actors and the characters, or some of the you know some of the uh, uh, the different sides of the show and stereotypes and all of that. Like you can have so much fun with this. I, I purposefully didn't like you know something I learned from previous years is just put the least rules and then everyone take it in a really cool direction. Like yeah. Michelle was asking, it's like, oh, should I trim this down? I go, go with whatever you feel like. It's just I'm not giving you any advice. It's much more fun if you just go crazy with this shit. Uh, stuff. <laughs> so kids, Look, we swear on this show. I'm gonna try not to so much because I realize it may be earlier for some folks, but I apologize if I do. I, I will say. I'll ask you guys in a second, but one of the ones which bubbles under for me, I almost went for a Fraser rift because uh, me and Nico have been watching Fraser a lot recently. Uh, for me, uh, many times repeat, um, she's kind of only watched some of them before. And, uh, but I suddenly realized, like, I have felt free in this to kind of recast, like, a, a colorblind and genderblind casting. But boy, Fraser doesn't make it easier. Like, just, <laughs> just one, like, an ethnic character would be nice just to, to be able to cast it around. So I kind of went out the window with that one. Is there any other TV shows which went out the window for you, uh, John, first of all? Uh, to be honest, I found it really hard because I was thinking of the cast as a whole um, yep. and trying to move not just one or two characters but the entire cast. Yep. And it's and it's I think it's a testament to Juice South in itself because the cast is so diverse and you've got such a wonderful mix of different character styles that sort of transposing them into a different show it was i, I found it a little difficult to be honest but maybe i'm just being a bit pedantic but i will no. i will i'll hedge my bets and i'll reveal mine in, in at the right time yeah i only yeah. found one tv show which really fit the bill for me but sorry stefan i was gonna say i, I didn't find you know there's there's a lot of sort of fun possibilities but i didn't find it super <laughs> easy either uh, and, and I have to admit, I don't watch that many TV shows. Uh, I like movies and stuff. I don't, I, I can't say I watch too you many shows. Yeah, yeah, that could have worked. I think there's a lot, lots of possibilities there, but, uh, I, you know, I, I wanted to say more on the, uh, on the TV show, but I'll, I'll tell you one thing. W one of the things that came to mind, uh, I, I'm like, I'm like, huh, how about like the littlest hole? And then I realized I'm like, well, there's. You'd have a like you know perfect recast for Diefenbaker, <laughs> and that's it, right? Yeah. <laughs> and to some, that's all that matters. Yeah. Although I, I did get, I did get somewhat amused at the possibilities as to what would happen depending on which Diefenbaker you'd use, and if you'd put like um, uh, I don't know if people uh, well, if everybody knows the uh, the stories about the the season one to Diefenbaker Lincoln. <laughs> Uh, who was uh, affectionately nicknamed, I think, OT uh, for overtime um, because uh, he didn't really listen to uh, <laughs> to anything. So, like, I just imagine episodes of The Littlest Hobo where, you know, they're trying to get the dog to do, like, you know, all those good deeds, which he does in The Littlest Hobo and and, uh, and and Lincoln doesn't just doesn't want to cooperate. So you get, uh, probably get some pretty good uh, outtakes out of that. Yeah, no, I like that. Um, and yes, I have managed to, I think, cover all the characters. And this was not easy. I, I'm kind of with John. Like, there were so many TV shows. Like, Frasier is quite an ensemble cast. And I even thought along the same lines of Cheers, which has got quite a big cast. Yeah. But 
just no damn cast could handle this much, not only diversity, this much kind of like different genders, this uh, this number of cast members. Like it was quite a tall order to fit everyone in. So yeah, who wants to go first? Like. I think it has to be between John and, and Stefan. <laughs> yeah, I have to say, I didn't quite get to the, uh, the extent that you did in terms of uh, matching the characters and everything, but uh, but I did come up with uh, I did come up with an idea, uh, and uh, make me, you know, I'm I'm happy to go first, John, or uh, after you, after you. So 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 my my spin, and it's one of the TV shows that I I do watch, um, is is on Westworld, and. Uh, and uh, there's a couple of there's sort of a couple of ways to play this one, but uh, I, I kind of had this idea in mind of a, um, it, it could be a, a just you know a, a different show, but maybe it's the sort of the continuation of Westworld. I don't know if you watch Westworld or you've seen some of the uh, uh, some of the seasons that have been uh, that have been on the go, but you know essentially the show is about uh, this this sort of futuristic amusement park with uh, uh, where where people come to kind of you know live out their fantasies and they're pretty much like dark fantasies right and uh uh you know there's this these uh these humans that are not humans that are being created and so forth right and it's a, a bit of a play on that and they're trying to gain consciousness and and leave the park when they realize that uh you know all, all the bad things that people that come to them so my take on that uh which is uh, not just about the characters, but something with respect to uh, to the spirit of the show is this either the continuation of Westworld or a, a new show altogether, and it's called uh, we'll call it like North World or something, right? So it's like the it's like the it's like the opposite. in Westworld you have future world, they have different worlds, so they do, right? and it's kind of like the it's kind of like the opposite of Westworld, right? So it's this like uh, this this place where like there's like you know everybody does nice things to each other right so <laughs> so and, 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 well, i mean <laughs> from a fair perspective you could say that about westworld but that's another issue <laughs> yeah that's a very everybody's like super polite right they just like you know want to open the door for you and to like you know do good deeds and to help it's out with Canada things, world and, basically you know <laughs> <laughs> and I know some people will say, "Well, that's Canada," but yeah, you know. Uh, <laughs> but then, you know, so so here, so here's a, a bit of a take on this, and, and maybe it's the continuation of Westworld, where you know they get out the uh, uh, the people get out of Westworld, right? And then now they're into the 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 normal world itself, but then they realize that you know it's not quite enough, right? So they're they're seeking for this utopia, and this utopia is going to be like North World, uh, and then instead of having um uh, ed harris as the man in black you have paul gross as the man in red you know <laughs> and, he, and he goes around instead of you know doing bad deeds he goes around and he does good things you know good deeds all around right um i picture this just being like christmas all year round it's not santa it's not santa but you know okay. maybe, there's a, maybe there's a bit of a take on that um but then then i'm like i'm like i was trying to trying to figure out who would be some of the other characters and i, I think you know and and this is more in terms of you know the actor himself rather than some of the um uh some of the you know, the, the character but i think like both i would have Bo star uh play 
the role that's played by Anthony Hopkins, uh, Dr. Ford, which is sort of like the mastermind behind all that. And I, I, I kind of see like, you know, Bo Starr, like, and you know, it's kind of like Anthony Hopkins plays a, and, and that's a, a role that he's played in on, on, on a number of other shoulder movies, but you know, he's kind of like this, like very knowledgeable, wise kind of, you know, behind the scene kind of person that's manipulating things and, you know, making things work. And I, I kind of see, you know, in Due South, like both stars got a little bit of that role, right? I mean, it, it, there's a comedy role in there, but he is sort of like the wiser person that, you know, tells these guys, like, what are you, you know, what are you guys doing? Like, you know, what, what am I paying you for? What am I, you know, what, you know, Mountie, well, why don't you go back to, you know, helping out your... <laughs> <laughs> at the consulate or something like that, right? I see, kind of see both stars in, in that same sort of a role. I think, I think it's a pretty good fit here. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm liking this. And, and then the I, other one, go, go ahead, yeah. uh, Ian. As no, say, no, the, no, please go. The other, the other character to me, which was, I think, a really good match, uh, and again, that, this, this one's not based on um, uh, on the actor's personality, based on the character that was played in the show. But uh, so Dolores in Westworld is like really badass, strong-willed, uh, uh, sort of you know I, you know almost Iron Lady right type of character. And maybe you can see where I'm going with that. But uh, I think Camilla Scott should be playing that role. In Northwood. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. I'm seeing it. This will come together very nicely. I like this kind of take. I think I think quite quite into that, actually. What's that? Say again, Michelle? Oh, so a lot, I can't even speak now. A lot of thought kind of went into that and how the characters would work in it. It was good. Yeah, yeah, and I love the idea that, that, like, of course, when you've got a hit show in your hand like uh, Westworld, you want spin-offs. You want to be able to give longevity mm. to this. You got Northworld here. Like there you it. go, and you know, and there's a number of uh, you know, I haven't quite matched some of the other characters. A number of other other ones that I think would have a good uh, would, would would fit well. Uh, I I, do, I definitely see uh, see Tom Melissus in there. Uh, I see Tony Craig in there. Uh, I think they would have some. Uh, I think they would have some uh, some important roles in uh, in in spreading the the niceness of uh, Northworld. And then, well, uh, see, I like, I like the idea you send in Tony Craig uh, with Tom Willis, of course, and they're kind of investigating, like, why are people going in here and never leaving? It just turns out everyone's just super happy. That, no one wants to go out and, and that's it. And you, and you know what? Like, sort of the like, big, you know, in, in Westworld, uh, especially like the first season of Westworld, right? I mean, they're trying to, uh, the, uh, uh, the uh, call them automatons or, you know, the, the sort of robot humans, they're trying to break out of, Westworld because it's such a bad place, right? In Northworld, they love the they love the place because everybody's so nice and it's all you know everybody does nice things to each other and people are trying to come in, so they're trying to make sure that people can't come in. You know what I mean? Like it's a play on that angle, I think. Here. Uh, and they find Daniel Cash one there. there. He's the given up one. <laughs> <laughs> He was grumpy when he came in, but he's uh, okay now. Exactly. We <laughs> managed to convert him, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> much like, by the way, to his credit, it sounds like he has gone through that journey himself. He is kind of an uh, appreciator over the years a bit more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he just avoids cars a lot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, no, that, was my, that was my take. So, guys, if you're watching, please let us know what you think of these pitches. What do you think of Stefan's mighty Northwell pitch? <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> and of course, of course, in this world, I believe in Westworld, they did have a dog somewhere as well, didn't they? I don't. I'm trying to think. I don't I think there was an episode where they like had this mean jackal type dog, but of course, there'd be a super nice dog in this one. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember much of a it, it, about that, but I'm, I'm sure I have no doubts that we can find a role for a, a nice dog in Northworld. Well, look, look, if Westworld doesn't have a dog, the reason why Northworld is so much better is because it does. Uh, that's it. <laughs> Got a wolf. Sorry for that. Okay, I'm loving that. Yeah, that's a really good, strong, strong opener. But, John, can you beat that one, or do you want me to go next? What do you want? Uh, after you, buddy. Okay. So, as I say, I went down my, my um, sitcom kind of trench to begin with. Then I wasn't sure about that. So like, uh, I went through a different kind of prism. I thought, which show has the kind of diversity, has the kind of range, the, the big crew, which we need in this case? Thinking crew, of course, I'm thinking Star Trek. <laughs> first, of all, <laughs> first of all, I went down original series route. Of course, it's the classic, but you've got one woman. And like, yeah, okay, I could swap genders a little bit, but I like for them, for the series itself, to do some of the lifting at least. So what I've gone with here, this is Star Trek The Next Generation as told by Giselle. Ooh. Oh, The Next Generation, it's a good pick. And what I've come up with is, so first of all, and the thing is, to begin with, I was thinking, okay, you try and make your heroes, the heroes in both shows, you know, like so Picard would naturally be Paul Gross. And I thought, wouldn't it be better if you actually cast it to who the characters suit better? So I, I've gone very very neutral to what the characters are in due south to what they are in uh, star trek and i have taken a few of their traits from due south um, michelle i'm getting a little bit of feedback for myself could you mute me while you're not talking friend or mute yourself yeah mute myself i think that's from your head right is that any better oh, yeah, yeah that's better cool so much better excellent if you want to chip in just unmute for a second okay michelle okay i think that's okay with that. <laughs> cool. so what we got is so picard I thought, who is the elder statesman? Who's the one who's going to keep in control? Maybe inject a bit of a sense of humor that um, Picard didn't always have, but have that sternness when needed. I'm going Gordon Pinsent. Because not uh, only is he uh, uh, nice. but sometimes when he's spoken to um, to Frazier Jr., he is like, uh, he has given that kind of like sternness. He has kind of, uh, you know, he gives the goods when he needs to in a commanding fashion. So I'm liking that. Right like there. that choice. Now, anyone who knows, do you guys know Next Generation sort of a little bit? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Right. Well, Michelle, let me educate you then, because she's shaking her head. <laughs> listening to this later on audio. I'm sorry, but I have to mute her so I can not have the echo. But what we've got is uh, Riker was a jazz musician. He played the trombone in quite a few episodes. So I'm thinking, who's got that soulful mix? Who plays and maybe sings a little bit? Let's go with Tony Craig. Craig, nice. Yeah, I like it. That's a, that's a great choice. Yeah, I think he's a natural fit, and he's he's tall as well. They're both tall yeah. men. That just helps. Yeah. So um, then we've got Data next. <laughs> but also bust out the com comedy. Sometimes the comedy not intended to be comedy. Of course, I went Paul Gross in this one. Yeah, nice. <laughs> I see where you're going. I see where you're going with this. I'm sorry. Yeah. I've basically 
just nicked his character pretty much. Whole it's plot. a character. Yeah, it's a character, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Frazier just never knows he's being funny, or you yeah. barely knows he's being funny when he is. Same with Data. Natural mix here. We've got my forward. This is where I've gone for a bit of uh, gender-neutral casting. So I wanted someone who was like, yeah, I, I wanted to keep the kind of like uh, diverse mix they've got on that show. I wanted to have someone who can maybe sass the people who are there. They're asking too much from the engine room. They haven't got the kind of like the power of the engine to do that. Who's going to tell them what's what? Who keeps the ship together on Juice Up? Of course, it's Catherine Brouillet, Elaine, natural. Natural. Yeah, seats, yeah, yeah. She's Absolutely. not involved and she would be in the show too. Uh, we've got as Troy. Now I thought, now this time I've just gone like, who would be funniest in this role as counselor? And I've just gone from Annie Milano. <laughs> I knew what she would advise Franny would give as a counselor. <laughs> just, she might, you know, she might start dancing out in the middle of the, the middle of the, uh, nowhere and <laughs> out of the blue. <laughs> that that's a, that is a show in itself. That yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we we've got a term in counselling. It's fango. Let me explain it to you. It's like, <laughs> they come down going like, I'm a bit worried about my performance review, and I'm worried that. Uh, Riker's going to come down too hard on me. I'll tell him where to ram it. She'll be right in there. Like, <laughs> if I try to so, <laughs> Loving it. Loving it. In fact, do you want to guess the next one? Next one, I've got Worf. So who do you reckon I've got for Worf? Let's make this interesting. Hmm. I've had to go a bit lateral with this one. I would... <sighs> Worf's the big thing on Michelle. Right, who do you reckon is playing Wolf? The big security guard Klingon, Michelle. Michelle, take yourself off me and answer. Take yourself off you. I'm thinking. Oh, even um, through the mirror, I could hear the cogs whirring. Walsh? No, good guess though. I like it. He could be stern. I would go Thatcher. Okay. That's I'm going to meet Michelle if I can. I I, uh, I I think you know my first pick would probably be Camilla Scott. Uh, same thing, um, like but uh, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna just just because John already uh, said Camilla Scott, I'm gonna go uh, I'm gonna go with somebody uh, I'm gonna go with somebody different. I'm gonna go with um, um, with uh, Daniel Cash. Okay, I'm liking all those suggestions. My thinking was. We haven't got anyone who's big and brutish, particularly in that show. No. Everyone's too kind; they're too nice. So, what kind of like, uh, what kind of things would you need as a security guard? You need to be a bit connected. You need to think you're the big man. But also, if you've ever watched Next Generation, especially the earlier series, no one listens to Worf. Like he's there going, oh, "I am a clown warrior," and they're going, "Oh, shut up, Worf. We can't just blow everything up." <laughs> so, who doesn't listen to but think them the mutts nuts? Of course, it is David Marciano as Worf. I'm thinking. It's a good choice. I must admit, I played a bit on the Italian stereotypes, which he does himself. So I don't feel like I'm too outside the box here. He kind of plays on that being like the man on the scene, a bit connected, all that kind of thing. Which, again, it's an Italian stereotype, but he plays on himself. I think that would totally work. Like he's there going, like, oh, oh, look, I'm a cleaner. I know how to get you into that place. I know I'm connected with these people. He gets there. They're turning him away from the planet. Until yeah, right I mean, I, I mean, that's that's totally the the David Marciano character. Though. I mean, look, look at the pilot and all you know, all that stuff. I mean, that's that's uh, you know, he, he thinks he can do all these things, and he thinks he knows all these people, and he's got all the ends, and and 
he doesn't clearly so yeah no I, I think that's a good choice and if he needs to he's got the phaser there like he's not scared of <laughs> <laughs> so we got that okay next we've gone on to uh, dr crusher now this is the one i had to think about a little, a little bit and i actually can't remember what i picked it but i went for, for thatcher camilla scott i thought um maybe she's commanding a bit i don't know like, i i honestly like she's not in the whole thing and uh Crusher does go away for a series in series three where she's replaced by another doctor. So maybe that was the thinking I was going by. I, I really don't know. I had to get a part <laughs> from it, okay? I thought that would just work. So uh, on to the ones which I've got a bit more of a justification for. I put in Wesley Crusher because I thought, why not? Let's just use the whole thing. <laughs> now I've got two options for this and maybe you guys can decide which I'm going to pick, okay? I'll, I'll leave it up to you guys. So uh, for Michelle, Wesley Crusher was the little kid on Star Trek, known to be a bit of an annoying character, um, but like he was kind of uh, just, he was always trying to be part of the action. He was very scientifically aware, very clever. Uh, I thought either one of two ways. Now, if you want to keep it as the annoying kind of little kid character, I'm not saying this guy was annoying in Due South, but I think he could play Wesley annoying if he needed to. It is Reno Romano, who played Ian McDonald. Now, again, <laughs> he wasn't annoying Due South, but I think he could piss off the right people in, in oh, Star he was, Trek. He was definitely annoying on Due South. <laughs> no, but the, the actor wasn't, the character was. Yes, of course. Of course. But you know how I'm thinking? It's annoying me now. I'm, I'm racking my brain trying to think of his name. He wasn't like a full-time member of the cast, but he was in more than one episode. The one that we watched with the... Um, oh, the You know... Um, when there's this um the whole spaceship thing, there's the motel that's based around yeah, that, that's spaceships. Well, it was a really recent one that we covered. Now I can't remember his name. Was it Rich Barkley? No, no. Do you mean in Due South? Yeah, Due South. Oh, yeah. sorry. You mean Ian McDonald that I just mentioned? Yeah, maybe it's him. Yeah, maybe I, I don't know his name in real life. What was his name in the in the episode? His name in the episode was Ian McDonald. He's the guy who oh. lies every time. Yeah, I think we're thinking of the same person. Yeah, okay, that's who yeah. I was thinking of. And I think, yeah, I think. So you think the guy who I mentioned should be it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah you, you said it was that two people. Who was the other one? Well, I haven't got there yet. Jeez. I mean, you're just confirming my original pick at the moment. Well, that would be who I would pick then for that type of, of character. Okay, but I've got a second pitch. Now, Michelle, if you just move for a second, because I'm yeah. getting it. Good, good interjection there. The other one I thought we could take in a different direction. So, who could actually do that character a bit justice? N nothing against Will Wheaton, fine actor, but the way it was written, it was quite an annoying character. I feel like it would take a real special young actor to deliver it and actually make it less annoying. I've gone with a gender recasting of Lisa uh, Jacob, Lisa Jacob in there from, of course, Chicago Holiday. I think she could actually redeem that character just as it's written. She's that good an actor in that. So, like so you only, you only have one issue on that one is that she doesn't act anymore. So you'll have, <laughs> you'll have a this is time back in the 80s. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking time appropriate to when when it was happening. So like this was around the same time. She said, what am I here? Come on. In fact, it was about ten years before. She'd be way too young. But that's not the point. I'm plucking these people. From different <laughs> I'm on a starship. I can do that. So. What do you guys reckon? Do we go with uh, Lisa, uh, Jacob, or Ian McDonald? And anyone in chat, please vote as well. Which, which you reckon out of those two? 
I think you got to go with uh, Reno Romano on this one. Yeah, I'd go with Reno. Yeah, most Reno. definitely. Yeah. Michelle, you were that? You have to unmute to say yes. I'm not going to accept you. <laughs> no, I'm here. Say yes. We're not going to unmute. Say yes. Oh. Yes, so, so, speak when you unmute. I, I was joking. Yes. I know. I was only joking too. I, a, a guess from the floor? An idea from the floor? Yes. Really? yes. Right. Love it. So Love we're it. throwing That's the ideas out. Really is now our worst Yeah. Yep, that'll do. Okay, Willie, uh, thank you, Facebook user, whoever you might be. That was Carrie and Stuart. Or Sturt, sorry, I do apologize. I'm just watching on the Facebook feed. Oh, nice. Also, I like, I haven't done this on purpose. These are just two south colors I've got going on, but it looks like a snow scene about the uh, about the screen right now. So anyway, let's, um, sorry, I've cast quite a few people here. Uh, just hide that banner if it'll allow me. No, it won't, apparently. Oh, we're good. So, We've got a few more cast members left. I really went like, again, there was not a Jew South character I left on the table here. Who do you think I cast Leslie Nielsen as? Do you want to take any guesses? I don't I don't know enough about uh, the new gen the Star Trek uh, The Next Generation to, to give you a character. Fair enough. This uh... is a recurring character, not regular. I will give you that. And it also showcases that Leslie Nielsen is not only a fantastic comedic actor, but he also had a very good range, which sometimes got lost when not cast in Due South or, or Paul Gross. Gross but, 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 even, but even in Due South, but even in Due South, he had a good range. Like uh, No, no, that's what I mean. Yeah. That's what I mean. Apart from when Paul Gross cast oh, yeah, in yeah, 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 yeah. and in yeah. Due South, those were yeah. one of a few of the exceptions yeah. in his later career. Most of the time, by that stage, people just wasted him. Oh, we've got a guest on the floor, and it's right. I've, kissed, I've cast him as Q. <laughs> now, for anyone who doesn't know, Q is this omniscient being, super intelligent, uh, can be really evil in one scene, really comedic in another scene. I think that uh, only Leslie Nielsen had the chops to do that. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I have a suggestion. I, have you got any more to cast on that? Oh, I've got a few more. So I, I will. Okay, carry on. I will go through this a bit quicker. So we've got for any admiral because they basically had quite. A few <laughs> who would argue with with the card? Do you know where I'm going with this? <laughs> no, carry on. Buster, Buster can just argue with like the next generation Q. Whenever they've got an admiral coming, <laughs> they're going. Oh, for Christ's sake! You don't have enough missions. You found another like a way from straight around this planet. Oh, you just could be endlessly frustrated with them. <laughs> So you got uh, Tashi here. I've got Daniel Cash. He disappeared after the first series. I'm so after waiting for killed. that. <laughs> after being killed by a random object as well, pretty much. So that works. Uh, we've got Chief O'Brien, Tom Melissus, because like Chief O'Brien, he came in later in the show. And then finally, we round off with a computer voice, Stephen Baker, because I need to cast him still. Nice. Who did you who did you cast? Uh, I, I might have missed it. Uh Callum Keith Rennie. Well, no, I did. Oh, sorry, I'm misreading that. So here's Dr. Pulaski because she came in the third series uh, like him. Come on, nice. I thought of everything here. Uh, <laughs> how how about um uh Turnbull as Reg Barkley? Sold. 
Sold. <laughs> I like your thing. So Rich Barkley was played by the A-team's... Um, Dwight Schultz. Dwight Schultz, of course, uh, who played a kind of like a little bit of a hapless engineer who turned out to be really good in the end. But uh, perfect casting. I like it. I co-signed that. John? Me? Okay. Now, I, I put two. I, I did two shows just in case one was taken and okay. i went for one of them was star trek but not the next generation i'm going original i'm going old school oh, so, i didn't like the idea so um the the okay so original cast 60s uh, original cast for kirk i went either ray either of the rays a bit of oh. gung-ho bit of uh, bit of a maverick um, occasionally gets the girl, occasionally fights the bad guy. I yeah, yeah, I like it. Also, uh, I love the idea that when they're faced with the girl, like they struck out, strike out more than they actually pull, unlike Kirk. That could yeah, be really true. Cool. Yeah, yeah I like I'd, I'd, I'd like that element. Yeah. Say, yeah, <laughs> like, no, no thanks, Kirk. I'll pass. <laughs> um, Even your own slave girls won't go with them. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, a friend of mine who uh, has just released his first movie. It's called Break Even. It's available now in the US and Canada. Um, was tell he's a screenwriter, and he was telling me like um, like really iconic shows usually have um, a robot character, so someone who's sort of um, who doesn't fit quite fit in, someone who doesn't understand the social norms and things like that. Um, say, for instance, uh, The Big Bang Theory. You got Sheldon. Yeah, I mean a lot of them in the Spock mold, of course. Exactly. So for Spock, I thought you've got someone who doesn't quite fit in, someone who sort of plays everything logical, does, is very socially awkward when presented with um, someone who is affectionate to him. Um, I would go for Benny. I like oh, it. Yes. I, I sort of saw where you were going there, and I do like the fact that you still keep the team together, which I didn't manage to do in yeah. mind. So well yeah. done. Now, McCoy, this is a tough one, but I thought someone who was really grouchy, someone who's sort of like i'll do what i want um someone who can't really stand spock um i thought thatcher oh nice yeah. i like it. i thought you're gonna go the way of uh bo star like i thought no because the older man no i like it it's no, no 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 nice. um and a doctor again, and a doctor again. Now, for Scotty, I, I went with your theory here. Someone who's the nuts and bolts and holds it together. Someone who's there in the background sort of making things happen. They're always reliable, Elaine. Have you been looking oh, at yeah. this? Uh, <laughs> it's, just, it's, just, it's just a validation of your list. You know, yeah, no, totally. it's really cool. We, yeah. we, we are so much simpatico in this. I yeah. like this. Now, Uhura. Uhura, I, I know it's casting female for female, but I would just, I'd adore to see this in the role. I'd love Franny to play Uhura. Francesca. And, and if she's wearing the same outfit, I wouldn't object either. No, 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 that's beneath me. <laughs> <laughs> but just from a communication standpoint, having like someone who's the key contact as the first line of communication with a new alien species or someone who's like integral in like a battle scene, you want Francesca on the phone. Someone and who someone takes absolutely no crap whatsoever. <laughs> and someone with civilian age kind of um, experience. So exactly. And, and, and so, I like it. Someone who's good with computers. 
Sulu and Chekhov, like the front guys, the ones who are always paired at the front, working side by side. Yeah, side by side, buddies throughout. Uh, Huey and Dewey. It's got to be Huey and Dewey. Yeah. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, with the the original series, there wasn't a whole lot of side characters. You had Nurse Chapel and. Sorry? Nurse Chapel, I was going to go. Oh, Nurse Chapel, yeah. Uh, uh, Ship's Computer, also played by the same person, Michelle. Margel Barrett, who was married to Gene Roddenberry. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But I couldn't, I couldn't work her out. But the one I really did think of, that my uh, my other show, was Mash. 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 Ah, I like it. Yeah. I thought, oh, I wonder what other sort of scenario would accept a, a group of characters like this. Now, this thing... Just very quickly, just before we leave Star Trek, just as a little pitch to add to yours, because I loved it. Uh, okay. What about as Harry Mudd, who guest appeared, the rogue of the galaxy, maybe have Ian McArdle in there? Oh, McDonald, sorry, in there. Ian McDonald, nice, nice. Sorry, back to you. Love it. Okay, so MASH, classic well, TV show. Yeah, so I, I have to admit, and I don't know uh, Ian or Michelle, I have to admit I that other than knowing what MASH is in general, I have never watched mash so uh i, I, <laughs> I watched every anymore. single episode i'm in for this <laughs> okay go i spent my childhood watching sitcoms there's probably not many 80s sitcoms or 90s you could bust that i won't know very well so are you uh, do you know do you guys know much about like mash the store like the the setting okay yeah, so yeah. during the uh, vietnam uh, sorry korean yeah. war and korean uh, war. they're in a mash um, mo- mobile army um, surgical hospital yes yeah so and it's it, apparently it was based on a real one uh or loosely based uh they did a movie of it with uh, donald sutherland but i think it was more successful as a tv show um and uh yeah so it's it's set during the korean war and it was it was one of those shows it was just like Juice south it could go wacky comedy or it could go serious, serious, incredible drama, like really hammering yeah. home the drama element. Uh, the, the last episode, which was a range juggernaut, like it's only in recent years, I think, if it has been surpassed in kind of ratings for a sitcom, it kind of had just, just insane ratings. And uh, in the last episode, they had one of the main characters having nervous breakdown after being on a bus which was being raided and this woman had killed her baby so it didn't cry. And this is in the middle of what was usually a half hour comedy. Had like an hour and a half long movie to finish it. And they did have loads of comedy, but they could go from that kind of serious moment to funny the next and just, um, it was wonderful for that. So yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. If you haven't checked it out, just check. It's, it's probably on some channel, but it, it's always playing somewhere. <laughs> it's one of those shows that it's a it's a go to. Um, but yeah, it, it's like a real sort of mishmash of characters. Um, so I'll try and guide you through them. Now, there's two main guys. You've got Hawkeye, who was played by Alan Alda, who was like this robe wearing home like booze making he had like a cowboy hat just a real sort of i don't care you need me more than i need you i'm like a real i'm so damn good at my job um but uh, i'll just I'll, I'll just 
womanize and I'll, I'll drink and I'll just get up to all kinds of hijinks with my friend BJ Honeycutt, who is a sort of less whack, less crazy, but just to sort of like, I'm in for the ride. Um, and prior to that, Trapper was his other sidekick. Yes, Trapper. Sorry, but, I feel like I'm going off topic though. You go. No, no, no. So <laughs> the, cast, the cast did change over time, but I'm trying to sort of pick some of the more iconic, memorable roles. So for Hawkeye and Honeycutt, I really threw this on its head because I went for uh, uh, Dewey, Tom Melissa's his Hawkeye. No. And I went for Tony Craig, Huey, as BJ Honeycutt. No. Purely because you got that chemistry there, but because I think they would fit that roles quite well. Just sort of like pushing them to the forefront um, and just sort of just letting them loose. I don't think there's any of the characters in Due South that would fit those two roles just as mm. well. Now, you've got Radar. Yes, who was the communications he was like the communications guy wasn't he he was uh, sort of uh he was always on the radio and and sort of communicating internally to the camp also receiving very much the ahura of uh, mash yeah yeah but but he was always the good guy he, he never he, he never wanted to do anything wrong he was very loyal and spirit of innocence uh, he was ready yes that's why i cast benny as radar Nice, perfect casting. Uh, Colonel Potter, he was the. Um, oh God, I'm trying to think of the, the actor's name. Harry, um, Harry, he was in Mash uh, uh, in the original Mash. Harry Morgan. Harry, Harry Morgan. Harry Morgan. Yeah, he's been. Yeah, he he's been. A, yes, that's right. He was in. He's been in a lot of stuff. He's really cool. Um, but he was a real sort of commander, you know, very straight-laced. He sort of let the guys have a little leeway here and there, but he kept the, the place under control. So I went for Lieutenant Welsh. Oh, and also, just for the Due South link, he rode a horse. Did he? Yeah, yeah, the, the uh, Colonel Potter, which he played, he rode yeah. a horse. Yeah, oh, okay. Cool. All right. Now you've got Klinger. Klinger is a real character. Klinger is the one who just wants out. He wants to get home no matter what. He will do whatever it takes to try and get dismissed. And it's usually he was going for the I'm insane route. Uh, and so wearing a dress was a big part of his ploy to get out of there. He would wear a different floral dress every week. Yeah. So he would do anything to try and convince or just get someone to tick that box and say, yep, you're insane. You're not fit for duty. Go home. Um, <laughs> I went for Ray for this one. Oh, I love that. Which Ray? Uh, Vecchio. Nice. I can picture that. And also, just by the way, we do deplore the fact that back then it was seen that uh, wearing a dress was a thing to get you kicked out of the army, but it literally could at the time. So yeah, just take that off us onto them. Absolutely. I'm putting this in context of the show. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. Just to clarify in case we offend anyone watching. You love all this. Absolutely. So Klinger, I thought Ray, because I just thought Ray sometimes like he he quite he quite happily lived to fight another day. On occasion. That's good. That's good. And he was made um, better by the series. Like throughout the series, he um learned responsibility and duty, much like the way Ray did through Benny. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Um then you got Hot Lips. Hot Lips, Hot Lips, Hulahan. Um, again, unfortunately, at the time, a lot of TV shows, like, it was just the one prominent female character. Yeah. Now, 
her character evolved during the show, didn't it? Like at first she was a bit more of an antagonist. Uh, like she was a bit more of a, um, not a bad guy. She was more like a jobs worthy kind of thing. Yeah, job. Yeah, that kind of thing. I, I'm going to suck up to the boss and dub you in if you're doing no wrong. But then I think she evolved and, and was a bit more fun and jokey and a bit more not flirty. One of the team, though. He One of the team. About people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I couldn't decide whether Franny or Thatcher would go well. I it it seems Thatcher to me. That I was going to say Thatcher, yeah. Like she, Franny, she, yeah, Franny would be super fun, and she would definitely, like both of them, obviously smoking hot women, we're not saying any other, but like Franny would be the, kind of would fit the young temptress role, role a bit more with her look. Uh, yeah. However, I think Thatcher could really do that kind of stand to begin with, mellowing as the series went on, as she did in g Yep, yep, I like that. And uh, then you had Frank Burns, who was sort of like, he was Hot Lips' sort of partner in crime, sort of, who was, again, another antagonist, who, like, he despised Hawkeye and Ica, do anything he could uh, to get them into trouble or to report them and, and just despised, the, hated the fact they were so damn good at their job um, and was quite good at his at the, at the time. But I also put Thatcher. I couldn't decide. Yeah, that was like yeah, Franny and Fat Thatcher as a double double. I could see that kind of like really working. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But there's so many other characters as well. You've got the major. You've yeah. You you've got the the other uh, camp. Who was the captain? The one who uh, played who was like just fishing obsessed. Oh oh yeah, sorry. Um, oh god, I can't remember. But it was the captain before, and he ended up dying when he was flying home. He was going to break. So I was thinking of Gordon Pinson for him. Nice, I could see that. Yeah, yeah. there was one episode they had the um, captain finally get sent home. Like he's been there for six years, how long it is. You see him flying off home, and then they're operating, and then they just get this message over the kind of intercom saying, uh, "Yeah, he was shot down on his way home." And just like again, it went from this very funny, very light-hearted goodbye scene, and then yeah, he died, and it just brought home the kind of seriousness of what they were portraying. Mm. It was really nicely done. Yeah, yeah, it was really cool. So anyway, it was also um, really funny, by the way. I feel like I'm not selling the funny angle of it enough. It was hilarious. <laughs> it really it was. was cool. It wasn't it's... just all baby's death and, and death of commanders. and They had some very funny moments. It was just, it, like you said, it was just extremely well written, but it could just go from one extreme to the other. That's why I yeah. thought that the characters would lend themselves well into this show. Nicely done, nicely done. Very good. Um, so, so far, we've had three mighty pictures and one foghorn, apparently. I don't know where that came from, but we're just going to ignore it. So, for me, you had um, Star Trek The Next Generation as you saw. From uh, Stefan, we had... Oh, God. I've got to flip my point. Because <laughs> it flips my camera. Uh, from Stefan... Which show did we have? Sorry, I'm, uh, I'm blanking. Westworld, Northworld, which we will say yeah. very hard. And from Armani, we went via Star Trek, but I think your main pitch is, is your main pitch um, Mash or which one do you want to Mash. Play? I've got Mash. Okay. Um, oh, and you've apparently sold someone on Mash, if nothing else. So Christina's <laughs> saying, I need to find Mash somewhere to watch again. Teacher, it's great. So now we just have one pitch left, and you may wonder why we've saved this one to the end. Well, 
Michelle, I have to actually tell a little bit of a story about Michelle. And uh, by the way, if anyone wants to find Match, apparently you can find it on the Sony channel. I don't know which country, though. Maybe let us know which country that is, just so uh, people know. Okay, but why have we saved Michelle to the end? Well, Michelle, not only being one of our fine NHS nurses who, I, I mentioned she works in colonoscopy as well as having, having actually covered the front lines on some days, so dedicated to what she does she is. But uh, generally she works in, in colonoscopy. And one day she messaged me very sadly. Can I just, can I just stop it? It's endoscopy. <laughs> Don't let the truth get in the way of a good story. <laughs> I mean, I think it sounds worse when you say endoscopy. It puts a bit of a button on what they do there. They go to the anyway. So Michelle one day messaged me very sad. I was very worried. Genuinely, this this bit isn't a joke. But one day she messaged me and said she said she had contracted COVID and um, I was very worried at the time. Luckily it was a very mild case which just shows you how random this um, awful disease is that it can be really bad in one per person. Someone working on the front lines in the hospital where you'd imagine you'd get the worst kind of case going around gets a mild version. She lost her sense of taste and smell for a week but generally you're pretty fine. Is that okay to say Michelle? Cool. She's nodding me. I can continue with the story and perhaps embellish a little bit as I go on. So anyway, it was shortly after this we heard of a couple new variants of COVID, which have entered one from uh, South Africa, I believe it is, the other one from here in the UK, uh, they think is the origin place. And I must admit, as concerned as I was from Michelle, I'm worried that maybe, as she is working in endoscopy, not colonoscopy, but working in that area that she does work in, new strain of COVID, of course, I'm feared that it may be the dreadful bum COVID which has started to plague our land. Has Michelle been pa patient zero for this brand new bum COVID version of this evil virus? It, you know where it comes in. That's what I'm saying, people. Is this perhaps the new strain which we're seeing running amok to our lands? Now, I don't mean to make light of COVID, but bum COVID, I think it's okay too. Now, they haven't said this on the news, but I think they're just trying not to worry people about this new bum COVID strain. So, Michelle... She asked if instead of her giving her recasting of the Jew South um, people into another show, if she might be able to pitch the story of her life, Michelle saw a bum COVID story. She may have retitled it, but that's what her working title she was going with. So she's going to tell us how she would cast the members of Jew South in bum COVID the movie. Have I got anything wrong in that retelling? I don't think I have, Michelle. Oh, no, absolutely accurate. I yeah. thought so. Good, good, good. <laughs> But now I feel like you might be disappointed <laughs> because I didn't set my story in endoscopy. No, everyone, when they retell their life story, they change a few facts. They they maybe punch it up to make it more of a movie Hollywood kind of thing. So it's okay if you've had mm. to change some of the names and locations to protect the guilty. Well, I think I explained things quite well. Oh, you went? You're back. I only meant to mute myself, but I just removed myself from the stream. <laughs> I'm going to let you talk for a check. And I just realised I never gave it a title. I've just written down the bum COVID movie. Um, do you want to title it now, or do you want to do you want no, us to work through the title afterwards? Yeah, we'll work through that later, shall we? <laughs> um, so I haven't got like everybody from Due South in there, and I've kind of thought of everybody as their characters, um, but obviously they've got different roles because they're working in a hospital. Can I just um, check? Are we going for a comedy, a more dramatic telling of this uh, new strain of COVID through the anus? How are we going here? I think we'll go for a romantic drama. 
Um, so I put That's my really stuff. Pretty how I it. <laughs> so uh, obviously, this is my story. I'm in it, and I'm actually a lab technician. So I've given myself a very different role there. Um, and I just before you continue, Michelle. Sorry. And this is just because because. I was the one who suggested this. We're not making light of a very evil situation, by the way. We do realize, like, I have lost friends to this, so I'm not making light of any of this. But I thought bum COVID, I thought we could have a bit of a crack at this very awful time. So please, if anyone's offended, I'm sorry, this is just... And when I say get a crack, obviously I am doing a play on words. But look, I return you now to Michelle, but just in case this is not meant to offend, this is just meant to make a bit of humor out of a very awful situation. Go, Michelle. A lab technician. Uh, so Ray, I've actually got down as a doctor, but he's a he's like my boss in the lab. And I've got Dr. Benton Fraser. So he works on an infectious disease ward. And I thought this one was for you because I think you'd like to see her in a nurse uniform. We've got Nurse Francesca. And I've got Elaine as the head of security for the hospital. So Elaine in the uniform as well. I'm not having this idea so far. <laughs> Um, and I've got Dee from Baker there as well, and he's her security dog. So they patrol the hospital together. And I've got Huey and Dewey, and they are the patients. And that is everyone's song. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we could probably get a lot more into it, but that's what I, because I really did try and condense this. I was almost writing a movie. So I have really, <laughs> really have some a feel for the theme and plot of the movie. Yeah, so I'll go through that. So it starts and I'm working in the lab, just doing my normal job. And then Dr. Fra uh, Benton Fraser, he comes down with an urgent blood sample uh, that he wants me to process. And, you know, he looks at me, he gives me a smile and he's, you know, <laughs> do you think you could uh, just do this one for me first? You know, so I'm like... I, I see it's how many of my fancies we're working through here. <laughs> so I agree. And I take his blood sample and I'm processing that, but I'm daydreaming about him as I process. I'm not being as careful as I should be. And I don't realise instead of mixing it with chemicals, I'm mixing it with another blood. And then these two viruses come together and we have this mutant um, virus. And, and I didn't realise I'm so careless. I've actually got a little spot of this blood's gone into my coffee and I drink it. And then I've got the virus. <laughs> then I am patient zero. And it starts off, it's horrendous. I'm in the toilet. I've got explosive diarrhea because <laughs> this is the bum COVID. Um, and I, I come out of there and I'm like, I need to go home. I'm not well. I go to my boss, uh, Dr. Vecchio, and I say, I'm taking this down to Dr. Frazier. Then I'm going home. I don't feel well. So I, I head down to the ward. And as I start walking down to the ward, I've just got all this wind that's just coming out of me. I can't stop it. I'm walking down the corridors. And I've got all these stomach pains and I don't notice that everybody behind me is fainting and collapsing. <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you played by Leslie Nielsen by any chance? <laughs> <laughs> and, and the trail she's leaving, you do not want to hear about. <laughs> you know, but I make it down to his ward and he starts to approach me and I'm like, stop, don't come near me. I'm so embarrassed about this wind that's coming out of me. I'm like, don't get any closer. I've got your results. I'm going to leave them here. But just then, Nurse Francesca comes round the corner just as another one goes, and she's on the floor. <laughs> and so, because so really, whoa, whoa, whoa. is this disease spread by farts? Yes, I love that, it. That is that's how I'm spreading it, and I don't know that's happening at the moment. But she's on the floor behind me, and obviously, you know, Doctor Fraser sees this and he's concerned, and you know, there's smell, so he's 
he's all right because he's, he's covering his nose and his mouth and he goes running over to nurse Francesca and she starts coming round but then she starts grabbing her stomach and then wind starts coming out of her and you know Dr Fraser's looking at us going something is going on here I don't like this and he ushers us into the sister's office he's like do not come out of here and he heads back down to the lab where I'm working um but on his way he's seeing all these people that I've knocked off <laughs> that are they're all led on the floor some of them are coming round but they're starting to pass wind and groan because they've got stomach pains and he gets from face masks to gas masks. <laughs> yeah, but luckily he's still, you know, he's all right because he's still covering his mouth. He's okay. And he gets down to the um to the lab and he speaks to Ray. And I had to write all this down. I was writing so much. Um oh, where did I get to? And sorry, always the professional me. By the way, in the chat, any comments you want to make on this, please feel free. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so he's you know he's like, I'm really concerned about what's going on, and he kind of explains what he saw on the way. Um, Dr. Vecchio, he puts on like full hazmat, and he comes down the corridor, and he comes in, and he speaks to me to try and find out what's happened. And he's like, okay, something really concerning is going on here. And I did say I wasn't being as careful as I possibly should have. So he knows maybe something's gone wrong in the lab, and he calls an emergency meeting. So CEO of the hospital, Walsh. <laughs> gets into a room he brings head of security elaine and deepen baker in and they're and they're all there and they're like okay we, i think we might have a major incident going on here look at the corridors so walsh puts the hospital on lockdown elaine has to take care of getting all the patients isolated shutting down the hospital make sure nobody gets out so it doesn't spread and and um dr frazier he's like i think i'm going to need deepen baker i need him to sniff out these blood samples, we'll see if we can identify these patients within the hospital. So <laughs> Stephen Baker sniffs the blood and then he goes and finds the patients. <laughs> and of course, that's Huey and Dewey. So they're informed of what's going on and they're told that they might be able to help with a cure, maybe. Um, so he takes a blood sample from them both, takes that back to the lab. And these two viruses are identified. And Dr. Vecchio is like, OK, I think I know what we need to do. Calls another meeting. And um, this time he goes into the room of everyone. The military's there as well by this point because he's had to highlight, you know, we've got a bit of an outbreak going on. And, <laughs> and Vecchio, Dr. Vecchio says, OK, I think I know what I can do. And it's either going to cure people or it's going to kill everybody. So the military's like, right, well, you get back down to that office and you inject, you inject this lab technician and nurse, nurse Francesca and we'll see what happens. <laughs> And then, see, Walsh isn't going to let that happen. So they're having an argument. You know, he's like, none of my staff are going to be guinea pigs. And then Dr. Frange is like, right, well, I know what needs to be done. I'm going to be the guinea pig. And he runs out of the room down to where uh, me and Nurse Francesca are. He opens the door. Of course, we're like, no, don't come in. But he comes in. Yeah, he comes in to get infected. And then he collapses, obviously, because the wind's still going. It's constant. Uh, when he starts coming round, he, he manages to stumble back down to the lab and Vecchi goes ready with the treatment and he's like, right, inject me. So he's injected. A couple minutes later, he's starting to feel a bit better. He's cured. They test his blood. The virus is gone. So Walsh demands that the military help to make all these treatments um, to help everybody in the hospital that's been affected by my terrible bum COVID wind. And we all live happy ever after. <laughs> 
And oh, sorry, go, John. No, I was just going to say that they all regain consciousness at the same time and just start singing. <laughs> they could, couldn't they? <laughs> I've got have a little sing song at the end. <laughs> Put a little love in your arse. Anyway, that's another story. Uh, so, guys, like, uh, first of all, sorry, I muted you, Michelle, so I can talk quickly. But, uh, guys, have you got any comments on that? Any ideas of titles? I love the fact that it's kind of biographical from Michelle's parts herself. But, uh, Stefan, any ideas, any thoughts on this one? No, actually, no. Stefan <laughs> <laughs> distancing himself very much from this. But, uh... <laughs> I'm just wondering which, which of the series uh, of the four series that we talked about is going to get funded. <laughs> I think Michelle's could be the feel-good story of the year. <laughs> we need to hope for sale. Uh, John, have you got any ideas? What can I say? John, have you got any ideas, any kind of title suggestions for this one? Uh, title suggestions? Um, I, I just kept seeing uh, all the Queen's horses in my head as you were describing this. I don't know why, but it just seemed to fit. Um, just everyone passed out in, in the train. Um, no, sorry, I, I'm, a, I'm a mental blank, but as you were describing it, I thought, oh no, please don't let Dr. Fraser like sample the blood with his. I did consider that, and I was like, no, we can sniff them out. We don't, because I thought, oh, yeah. like, test drugs, like, I know what patient that is. <laughs> And Fraser is the kind of man who would do that because it's what's right. He doesn't care if he gets it. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna suggest the title "Getting to the Bottom of COVID." <laughs> Michelle, what, what what title do you want to go with before we pitch this to the people? Well, I'm quite happy to go with that. Yeah, that's for some reason that's something I hadn't thought of like the actual title. Getting to, yeah, I'm gonna write okay. that down. Yeah, but you thought about everything else. <laughs> For, for something I very stupidly thought up the other day, this is a very detailed pitch. I'm liking it. I want a trailer to this. If, if anyone out there wants to knock up a trailer, we will play it on a future episode. But, guys, right, you've all heard the pitches. You've all heard us talk. So you have got – oh, sorry. Sorry, again? I did have a name. I had a title suggestion. Flew South. Flew South. Okay, we got the winner there. Just, just forget mine. Flew South it is. Right, so you've got the four suggestions to pick from. If you're watching this, do you want to see – Going into production now, coming to a cinema near you when cinemas are allowed to have such things. Probably streaming in the meantime. Flew South. Do you want the mighty MASH reboot with Jew South characters? Or do you want a North World? Which is coming from down there somewhere. <laughs> or do you want to go with my uh, Star Trek, the, the Jew South generation? Uh, so, guys, please put your comments in there. Uh, I think we'll have a vote while we're waiting. So for me, I think I, I, I'm sorry, I can't beat Flew South myself. John, <laughs> I do like Northworld. I like the concept. I, I think I, I, I'd pay to see that. I'd pay to visit it. I, I you know, I, I would be, uh, I would be intrigued by uh, Star Trek: The Do South Generation. Oh, we've got a tie. The only one that's knocked out, I think, is you, unfortunately, John. Sorry. Oh, well, well Michelle, Michelle still hasn't uh, given her vote. Oh, sorry, Michelle, yeah. yeah. I don't, I'm quite tempted to say the MASH one, because I think it sounds like it could be quite funny and a little bit sad at the same time. And I think yourself is quite good at you know, kind of bringing all these emotions is in. Is it sympathy vote for John? Yeah. <laughs> 
but we're both um, muted now. I'm muting so you can talk, Michelle. That was the whole point. Look, I will mute again in a second, but um, we've got one vote for MASH from Christina. So if no one else votes, MASH has won it at this stage because our votes are just for fun. So, um, Michelle? Well, I said MASH. You are going with MASH. So we've got a dead heat amongst the, the hosts here. So, so far, MASH is in the lead. Or oh, MASH or Flew South. So... Sorry, you've got to pick one Facebook user. You, you can't be that vague. We need one decisive winner. Uh, and by the way, i just got to say, Michelle, usually I would so want to, like after you put in that much effort, sarcastically go, yeah, I didn't like it that much. But like, it's just so good. I can't deny it. That, that was a pretty damn strong pitch. So, uh, oh, so we got Facebook user has gone for MASH. So T for MASH. Any more for any more? Any more votes? Sounds like Mash is uh, sounds like Mash is taking it here. We've got like I'm going to get to the end of the minute, so you've got like 20 seconds to put in your votes. Anyone else for any more? But if not, I think Mash might have this one. So work on your acceptance speech, John. That was a mighty pitch. We liked it. Again, I'm unprepared. I'll give you a second. I'd like to thank all our pitchers tonight, though. I would like to thank Stefan for that wonderful Westworld spinoff. I'd like to thank Michelle for her bum COVID based on her real life story, which was, you would not believe how similar it is to what she just said. And uh, Marley John, for I think now a winning mash uh, pitch. John, give your acceptance speech. On this day, this wonderful day, the 20th, <laughs> oh no, the 28th of March for you, it's the 29th of March for me. 29th for you, yeah. Yes, oh, yeah. absolutely. Now, um, no, I'd just like to thank um, the, uh, Foreign Industry Film Press. Um, I'd like to thank the Academy. Um, I'd like to thank the the podcast team. I'd like to thank Stefan. Without any of this, would ever be a, a reality. Um, and and with that, I'll raise my award and take a sip. Cheers. Oh, that's cold. <laughs> and that's straight Jack and uh, Apple Jack. Yeah. So. Guys, thank you very much for, for watching. Thank you, everyone, for taking part. Thank you very much to my friends around this particular table virtually, uh, to Michelle for being my podcast partner and friend of, of so many years, and uh, thank you for your continued work. I, I know I've been a bit gushing on this one, which, don't get me wrong, this will not continue after this crisis. I'm going way back to <laughs> and I'm going to have to make up some ground, quite frankly. So, so Amali John, our, our friend who uh, first introduced us to the world of Jew South events and help solidify our place in the world of the Jew South fandoms, which we're eternally grateful for. Stefan, who uh, keeps alive the flame of the Jew South conventions and pretty much all brings us together. And uh, to Christina, just because she's written a comment, just so I'm saying this. So uh, have a safe ending of the year and let's hope for a happy new one. That's a fantastic point. Happy Christmas, everyone. We hope you had a great Christmas. Happy new year for when that happens too. Uh, I'm just going to take this in for landing. But uh, if you want to write into us, you can write uh, juicesouthbse at gmail.com. If you want to write to, to us on Instagram or Twitter, it's at juicesouthbsc. And uh, you can check out podcasts podcast this long link or just look up on your favorite podcatcher. It's a lot simpler. But for now, I've been Detective Squeeze. With me as always has been... Mountie Michelle. And joining us this week has been our Golden Circle inductees. 
Captain Stefan. <laughs> really, he's a colonel. Um, and Armani John wearing fleece. I mean, it's just your name you've got to say. It wasn't complicated. Anyway, good night, folks. It's been a pleasure as always.